Zida Bandosh Katane. Zabakata. Welcome, family. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to our Sunday service. Wherever you are around the world, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Zida Bakabaradaskotaya. We just set our hearts as we prepare to welcome the Spirit of the Lord. As this psalmist says, we enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. So set your posture, set your gaze upon him, our beloved. Just going to read an excerpt or read Psalms 135. It says, Praise ye the Lord. Praise ye the name of the Lord. Praise him, O ye servants of the Lord. Ye that stand in the house of the Lord, in the courts of the house of our God. Praise the Lord, for the Lord is good. Sing praises unto his name, for it is pleasant. For the Lord hath chosen Jacob unto himself and Israel for his peculiar treasure. For I know that the Lord is great and that our Lord is above all gods. Whatsoever the Lord pleased, that did he in heaven and in earth and in the seas and all deep places. He causes the vapor to ascend from the ends of the earth. He makes lightning for the rain. He brings the wind out of his treasuries. Who smote the firstborn of Egypt, both of man and beast. Who sent tokens and wonders into the midst of thee. O Egypt upon Pharaoh, upon all his servants. Who smote great nation and slew mighty kings. Sion, king of the Amorites, and Og, king of Bashan, and all the kingdoms of Canaan. And gave the land for an heritage, an heritage unto Israel his people. Thy name, O Lord, endures forever, and thy memorial, O Lord, throughout all generations. For the Lord will judge his people, and he will repent himself concerning his servant. The idols of the heathen are silver and gold, the works of men's hands. They have mouths, but they speak not. Eyes have they, but they see not. They have ears, but they hear not. Neither is there any breath in their mouths. They that make them are like unto them. So is everyone that trusts in them. Bless the Lord, O house of Israel. Bless the Lord, O house of Aaron. Bless the Lord, O house of Levi. Ye that fear the Lord, bless the Lord. Blessed be the Lord out of Zion, which dwells at Jerusalem. Praise ye the Lord. Zada Bashata. Let's praise the Lord. Shekada Basigada Basotosa. Randi Kapatosa. Father, we thank you, God. Zikada Bashata Nabasi. Spirit of prophecy, spirit of truth. Rakatosa. Libada Bashandi. Abando Kupala Brakata. We say, God, reveal Jesus to us today, oh God. Liba, spirit of wisdom. Makapataburo. Counsel our might. Randi Kapasoto. We thank you for the apostles. We thank you for the prophets. Lord, we thank you, oh God, for solo scriptura. But today we say, Speak from eternity now, O oh God. Libra Katosa. Makadosh Kapanda Ikatapa. You who dwell between the Caribbean. Rakata. Make yourself known today, O oh God. Irrespective of where we are. Radaba Sandosha upon our embassies, in our clusters, in our homes. 
Ushakataya. Manda ikata roko extol your name, exalt your name, O God, for you are great and you are greatly to be praised. You are Yah and you are Yahweh. Zeba baba katosa. You are the self-existent. Ika baba barekata. The self sufficient eternal one free in one co-equal co-eternal ikalababa only most wise god immortal invisible radabashanda kata oh silalababa sikede yet all creation declare your glory zadabashapakotoka all creation declare your glory libra kata as i look upon the sun the moon and stars libra katosa baba what is man oh God that you are mindful of him and the son of man that you visit him Rekata visit us today oh Lord Rekabala Bradabashataya La Basami says if I was to send the heights of heaven or if I was to go to the depths of hell you are there Radaba Lord just as you are between the caravan we know you can gather and meet us you are omnipresent you are omniscient and you are omnipotent the only most wise God God, Allah, you are Elohim, but only one is Yahweh. Lekata, Zubakai, Labrato Kota, Zebrakato to Zebrata Pandosh Kataya, Radabande Kalabashadadaba, Roko Papa Pande Sedabash Kapaya, O Sedabashadadaba, you are Yah, you are Yah, you are Yahweh, Lebradabandosh Kata, we walk in the spirit of the sovereign God. God, Rata Papa, make yourself known, O God. Stir within us your waters, O God. Ah, we come to the well of salvation. We come to the rock that is higher than I. We come to the rock of our habitation. Rakata, we've come for an audience with the author and finisher of our faith. Ah, shout about the builder of faith throughout the ages. Le Kadabasa, we come, Le Basato, to, to transact with He. Oh, Shadadada, who hold the water of the earth in his hands alabashanda kata who weighed alabashanda mountain and hills in his in his scales and gathered dust of the earth in his span manda kata who is like unto you and who can we compare unto your god rakadabasha before you there was no god formed rokota light of genesis before day was libadabash katai rakadabandi kedaba Oh, Rakata, make yourself known, O God. Zana Brakatosa. Oh, Kabala Bashidibu. Manda Ila Brakatosa. Yeda Baba de Kalobobosha. Makapa Papa. Oh, Kadabasha, we proskine you, God. God, you are spirit. Spirit and you are love. Rakabado kumalaba. You said, Ekabarokoto salababa. Ah, we must worship you, Spirit, and in truth. We come, oh God, to have an audience with the truth. We come to have an audience with the yes and the amen. Lababa, the one who stands between the caravan, the one who stands in the midst of the seven candlesticks. Laba, who holds seven stars in his hand. Laba shadabakatai. Oh, kadaba. 
Raba, Soko Rabatalaba, Manda, the Alev and the Tav, the beginning and the end, the first and last, the Alpha Omega, O Kadaba Saba Labrakata, from generation to generation, Ekalababa, you are our God, ah, from everlasting to everlasting, you never change, Makadabaskapai, O Silabakata, Makadabarakata, Sokomande Katapai, this is why Katalan bound us, God, this is why you created us, Manda Kalaba, this is why you formed us, Lekadosha, Mandekata, Rakapatosa, Madebrakatotoska, Pande Yadabashanda Dadabu, O Sikidebosa, Manda Kalabasha, O Radabashadadaba, O Poracho Spirit, O God, Manda Dababa, we pour a praise offering, like a libation unto the Lord, Mandekidabashanda Dadaba, Radabasando Kubando Shikidebosa, Radabababando Sikapando Shamando Kalabratai, O Kadabarabasondo Shatai, O God, we worship you, we worship you, Zikadaba Saladaba, we honor you, Shikadaba Babata, O Ratapakandoshka Ikatando Shatai, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Spirit of the Living God. I thank you because your presence is here. Your presence is here, God. I thank you because we have access to you. Because of the finished work of Christ. Because of the blood of Yeshua. The veil has been torn and we have access to your presence. There is nothing hindering us. There is nothing holding us back. There are no boundaries to how deep we can go in you, God. We have access. Father, that is the truth that we stand on this afternoon. We have access. Because of the finished work of Christ, we have access. We have access. No shame, no guilt, no condemnation. We have access to your presence. We have access to your presence. We have access to your presence. We stand on the truth that the veil has been torn. Someone just needs to meditate on that truth this morning before we go into worship that because of the finished work of Christ you have access to his presence <laughs> 
take us in this afternoon, God. Take us in, take us in, God. We don't want to worship from the outer court. Why should we? Why should we? When we have access. Why should we worship from the outside? Why should we? Why should we worship from the outside? When we can worship from a place where we can behold you, where we can worship with revelation and light. Oh, Father, we don't want to worship from afar this afternoon. Come on, Reva Zokapande. Somebody say, I have access. This afternoon, I want you to set in your heart that you're not going to worship from the outside. I want you to try your best not to be distracted. Mazovande, I want you to fix your gaze on a place in God. And as we worship, I want you to journey into that place. Why, why, why should we worship from the outside? When we have access to behold your beauty. When we have access to behold your splendor. This afternoon, let the words that you sing and the meditations in your heart, let it be aligned. Let it be aligned. Let it be aligned. Take us in, God. Take us in, God. Take us in, God. Take us in, God. Is where we must be in your presence is where we must be in your presence is where we must be in your presence is where I must be and in your presence is where I must be and in your presence 
is where I must be. And in your presence is where I must be. In your presence is where I must be. In your presence is where I must be. In your presence. Come and tell him, say, God, in your presence. In your presence is where is where we must be akezekende kazupando shande in your presence akepazotande vasikayal is where we must be oh it's in your presence it's in your presence is where we must be kapando zeferiando in your presence is where we must be. Oh, I came in your presence. Is where we must be. Zekapando, take us past the outer court in your presence. Take us past the outer court. It's in your presence. It's in your presence. It's in your presence. Oh, we're going to go on this journey. It's in your presence, in your presence is where we must be. In your presence is where we must be. In your presence is where we must be. Zekapando, we want to worship you in spirit and in truth. We want to worship you in spirit and in truth. Oh, mind, body, soul, and spirit. Let everything that's within me bless the name of the Lord. Is where I must be. It's in your presence. In your presence, in your presence. Akezeke kapazo kapando zefeni azupando. It's in your presence. 
Ekapando zete azifalika zupando sefandi diriakosha ezeke palevo zivendi vriando ze alemando ze kando zeke ekazufa kapando zeferia kosefande zakapando zeferia supando shaya ekasofande kazuka pande zenderiakosha azekende zekendo zifandi kiriando shaya ezeke pando zifendi riako sepande zetea eke pando zeferia koshi panderia zufando zanyekea it's in your presence is where I must be azekapando take me to the place oh God it's in your presence is where I must be take me to the place akapando shande I must be it's in your presence it's in your presence Eva zoka palendoria koshande I must be I want to behold you God I want to behold you God I want to behold your beauty God I want to behold your splendor God Zefamandosha, I want to look upon you. Zekepazonde, I want to look upon your beauty. I want to look upon your beauty. Oh, I want to look upon your beauty. Azekapando zeferia. Azekamande kasonai. I wanna look upon your beauty. It's where I must be. Come and tell him, say God in your presence. Reka zofali mandeke zotala mando shaya. Tell him, say God, I wanna look upon you. I wanna worship from a deeper and a closer place this afternoon. Tell him, say, God, take me in, take me in. Take me in, take me in, take me in. Take me in, take me in. Take me in, take me in. When was the last time that you worship with no distractions? That you worship from a place of revelation. Where you were not just singing songs. Come and say, God, take me in. We're going to press. We're going to press this afternoon take me in take me in take me in take us 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 in, take us in, 
take us in take us in oh take us in take us in take us in take us in oh take us in take us in take us in take us in oh take us in take us in take us in take us in oh take us in take us in take us in take us in oh take us in take us in take us in take us in oh take us in take us in take us in take us in oh take us in oh god take us in take us in take us in oh take us in take us in take us in take us in oh take us in take us in take us in take us in oh take us in take us in take us in take us in oh take us in take us in take us in take us in oh take us in take us in take us in Take a scene, oh, take a scene. Take a scene, it a kosher, take a scene. Take a scene, oh, take a scene. Take a scene, take a scene. Take a scene, oh, take me in. Take me in, take me in, take me in, oh, take me in, take me in, take me in, take me in, oh, take me in, take me in, take me in. Take me in, oh, take me in, take me in, take me in, take me in, oh, take me in, take me in, take me in, take me in, oh, Zakapando is it kind of music commando shepherd and those is a condos a talent as up and those a fairy and those 
Jesus. Take us in, God. Ay, 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 Take us in. As I said, we're going on a journey. We're going on a journey. The days where we just sing songs. If we're not going to worship God in spirit and in truth, then there is no point. I'm not going to stand here and lead you in a bunch of songs with minds distracted and hearts that are far away from God take us in God take us in God take us in Take us in, oh, Akapandosaya. Take us in, Akakosandeya. Take us in to the place, Akapandosaya. Take us in to the place, oh God. Take us into the place and it's so mandoshai to a place where there are no distractions. To the place where there are no distractions. Mazeka to a place where we can worship just in spirit. Areko Sapande to a place where we worship in spirit. To a place where we worship with revelation. To a place where we worship not in the flesh. To a place where we worship in the spirit. Take us in, God. Take us in. Ere masupaniko shapari ande, aleko seferi ando shapani kazutani ande. Open our eyes that we may see you, God. Open our eyes that we may see and we may bow. Open our eyes that we may see you, God. Ah, lebo zafani ke sopando shafani Akosa, open our eyes that we may see you, God. Open our eyes that we may see you. Open our eyes that we may see you. 
open our eyes that we may see you akapalike zofando makasupando shande ekerebo shafaya open our eyes that we may see you azekenda open our eyes that we may see you Open our eyes that we may see you. Aleke seke pandose kalima so fanderia kosha pandea. Ah, say God, open my eyes that I may see you. Open my eyes that I may see you, God. Ah, I want to see you, God. 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 Hey, I want to see you, God. Oh, I want to see you, God. Jesus. I want to see you, God. Oh, my Open my eyes that I will see. I want to see you, God. Oh. I want to see you, God. I am so funny. This is the longing of my heart. This is the longing of my heart. It's to see you. This is the longing of my heart, it's to see you. Open my eyes that I may see you, God. I want to see you. Open my eyes that I will see, I will see. I will see. Face to face, God. Face to face, God. We want to see you. Face to face, God. Face to face. Face to face. Face to face, God. Remakobande Vezike. Face to face, God. More of you in my life. 
Come and tell him, say, God, more love, more love, more power, more of you in my life, more love, more love, more love, more power. More of you in my life. Oh, Jesus. More love. More power. More of you in my life. And I will worship you. And I will worship you with all of my mind. And I will worship you with all of my strength. For you are my Lord. Oh, for you are my Lord. Hey, for you are my Lord. Oh, and you are my Lord. Lifted up 
shining in the light of your glory. Won't you pour out your power and love as we sing holy, 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 cause we want to see Somebody tell him you want to see Oh, we want to see you Want to see you We want to see, we want to see, we want to want to see you, Jesus. We want to see you. We want to see, we want to see you. We want to see you. We want to see you. Oh. Holy, 
today. Take a moment and sit in this. Not be in a rush to move on. Just take gain down just a little bit of my mic. Just take a moment and sit in this. I don't mean you need to be physically sat. I mean marinate. Before we move anywhere, just inhale. The glory is here 
And surely the presence of the Lord is in this place So reach out and touch Him And reach out and grab Him Surely the presence of the Lord is in this place. So reach out and touch and don't let him go. For surely the presence of the Lord is in. This place is surely the presence of the Lord is in this place. Let 
Zilando Shava Aiko Rundiekaba Santa Rabaile Soto Ano Quatebelia Anuria Kayanu Seketebela Aria 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 Kananela Tapunase Frecuneante Shanari Kotaba Uriakusna Hatamukunante Behedela Io, 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 Io Shananana Moriete Sikidi Burukuta, somebody lift up your Ikubasha Alero Makasano Bababaika Edo, Edo, Edo. Edo, Enana, Aito, Kaba, Zigerebe, Iladurian Tabaria, Quatania, Kata, come on, Siketelora, Kakakaburia, Ketana, Mahaturiaka, Zikete Barananush, Nakaria, Taila, Runamahada, Urunama, Sikete Pon, Saparieto, Alia, Quatarieke, Santa Barietolia, Seketebe. Silabaroko nan tabariye kele Silekoba sanela Ade ababa Eraimu nayano no 
isha 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 ile koma ata aru kava atemeniata zikete vuna nama rukuna ile hede rukuna ile nansika papa ala runa mayesonela mone mone akurata Atuniana, a come on, let's go on a journey. Sikidiburu kutali enonza vrekoria bababa. Alanu nenenenenenenenenenenenenenenenenenenenenenenenenenenenenenenenenenenenenenenenenenenenenenenenenenenenenenenenenenenenenenenenenenenenenenenenenenenenenenenenenenenenenenenenenenenenenenenenenenenen
Heal you. We heal you. We worship you. We heal you. We worship you. Elohim Adonai Selekuman Tafatile Bohotikai Lahada Santo Rovrende Elohim Adonai Elohim Adonai We come before the God of all, all flesh and the Father of all spirits. Elohim Adonai. Take your verb and delay down a bit. Yahweh Yod He Rav He. Self existing one. Take me up in the house just a little bit. Self-sustaining one. Not a compendium of ideas, but a being. We come today not to an idea, not to a set of beliefs. We come to a person. Obatauri. The God whom though we cannot see, your works, acts, and effects are clearly visible. What is man that you are mindful of him? That the regent of creation would hold court with little me. You are worthy. You are worthy. You are worthy. You are worthy. 
And so today we invite you. We make room for you. We celebrate you. Find expression in our gathering. In the studio and online, everybody around the world, find expression. Lord, break out of the cages in which we put you. Heal, save, deliver, transform, renew altars, restore broken fellowship. Open the seals and unveil what it is that you have for this next season that we may see it and flow in it. Obatang bujule ujotiwa. Atofarati bioke. Elerni. Arirala. Ikinwea juda. Obati fimole brashasho biasho. Oromonishe. Break loose today. Break loose this coming week. Break loose for the rest of this month. Have your way in our affairs. Put your thumb on every scale. Throw your weight about. Take the delay and reverb down, please. Throw your weight about. Let it be unmistakable. That the God that answers by fire and every other means that is tangible, that that God not just is our, but is God. Even now, Lord, in this room and around the world, we ask for the touch of your healing hands. We ask for supernatural intervention in bodies, in minds, and in spirits. Thank you, Lord, for three weeks of miracles. Thank you, Lord, for three weeks of unprecedented manifestations of your goodness. Crown the year with your goodness. It is in the name of your son, Jesus, that we humbly say this and ask, and we know that you have answered. So we give you praise in advance because your credit is good with us. In Jesus' name we pray. Somebody give the Lord a shout of praise this afternoon. I said somebody give the Lord a shout of praise this afternoon. Hint, hint, when it's cold, that's the time to shout more. One more time, give the Lord a shout of praise this afternoon. Amen. Amen. Let's get your Bibles out this morning, uh, this afternoon. 
By the way, for those of us in the studio, we apologize. I'm not sure what the building is doing, but um, they picked the wrong day for the heating not to work. Amen. Uh, but we will make do with it, won't we? For those of you at home, welcome uh, to Kingdom Culture Movement on the Sunday afternoon. My name is Israel Illumide Siave. I It is my privilege, I never get tired of saying it, to be the tip of a very, very long spear. And that spear has had a long year. Can I get a witness, somebody? What a year it's been, hasn't it? Uh, it's been an amazing time as a house. We've accomplished so much. We've been through so much. Uh, but I want to encourage everybody for the next three weeks. I, I, I felt strongly while we we're worshiping and praying this afternoon that the Lord was saying, "Don't, don't shut the year down yet in your expectation." Uh, I don't know who that's for. Well, I know it's for me, so I don't know who else it's for. But I heard very strongly in my spirit that that heaven was saying, uh, "Don't, don't wind down just yet." Amen. So if you've been winding down, good, good for the break. Now crank it up for a few more weeks. And in light of that. Can we get the flyer ready for Tabernacle of Moses? Tomorrow, we begin the final consecration journey of 2023. If you're excited, say, I'm excited. Okay, can, can you tell your face what your mouth is saying? If you're excited, say, I'm excited. Y'all want to do frog jumps, star jumps? Okay, then talk to me. Talk to me, amen. Say, I'm excited. Aha, that's the spirit. Uh, and so we are on now in kingdom culture, we call them consecration journeys because they're not just seasons of fasting and prayer. We don't, we don't just starve and pray. Uh, we take a journey. Somebody say a journey. Talk to me. Somebody say a journey. All right. And, and I don't know about you, but for me, every single consecration journey that we've had in the last few years, I can plot where I started from where I ended up. That's the whole idea of a journey. It means you're moving, you're migrating, you're making uh, directional progress in a particular direction. And so you, you, we don't go into these and say, well, it's time to fast and pray. First of all, we take time with God to ask him, what is the journey corporately? Someone say, what's the journey? But then also you should take time personally and ask God, what is this journey for me? Now I call this the Hoover consecration journey in December every year because one of the primary purposes is it's supposed to be the basket in which we catch everything outstanding for the year. Every dealing, every instruction, every rebuke, every blessing, every prophecy, everything that requires a response or action from us to actualize. In essence, we're saying we're not going to 2023 with anything outstanding to address from 2022. Can I get a witness, somebody? And so uh, this year, for the first time at the Tabernacle of Moses, we actually are bringing some big guns in. I mean, some of our, I call them de facto presbytery, family, uh, ministerial family of our house. And let's get the flyer back. And so we're going to be having with us over the next uh, 12, no, 10 days, we get the flyer back on. Over the next 10 days, we're going to be having uh, a few guest ministers standing with us. Uh, Apostle Femi Adun, I've missed my brother, amen. Bro, if you're listening, I don't know who told you to go to Arizona. Obviously, it was God, but I miss having you around. But he's going to be with us virtually. Reverend Celia, PJ Collins is going to be with us virtually as well. Reverend Austin, Boris is going to be with us virtually. Uh, his face isn't on the flyer just yet. This was a last-minute confirmation. But my big brother from Liverpool, Pastor Fola Olawaye, is going to be with us as well. And finally, and I'm excited about this, the last two days of this journey, so on the 20th and the 21st, Reverend Gideon Odoma will be with us in person. Somebody say in person. I thought somebody would be excited about that. 
y'all, 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 get out, get out my studio. Amen. Get, I'm only joking. What were you saying, ma'am? On the 20th and the 21st, Reverend Gideon Odom is going to be with us in person in the studio. And so if you are anywhere within driving, flying distance of London, I'm looking forward to those last two days. We're going to be doing it live in here to wrap up this journey with my brother. And so put those dates in your diary. But starting from tomorrow, every single day at 7 p.m., will be coming to you the vast majority of the days live from the broadcast studio, even though it will be a virtual experience uh, for many of you. And our guests will be joining us virtually, except for the final two days when Reverend Gideon will be with us in the house. Now, some instructions. Somebody say instructions. Somebody say instructions. Can I get just a little bit of my low middle up a bit? Some instructions. Number one, somebody say fast. Somebody say fast. What is a fast? I'm going to be preaching about fasting today, interestingly. But let me summarize it. It is the abstaining or abstinence from food and or drink. Look at me, everybody. The abstinence from food and or drink. Listen. For the express purpose of pursuing a spiritual encounter. It is not fasting if you're just dieting. In essence, not eating on its own from a spiritual perspective, I should say now, does not constitute a fast. It is the abstinence, someone say abstinence. abstinence. Someone say from food or drink. So I don't want anybody to tell me I'm fasting Facebook. Amen. For the express purpose of pursuing, someone say pursuing. In a sense, not hoping for, not waiting for, not expecting a spiritual experience, but pursuing. Someone say pursuing. So we, we, we shortened it this year from 21 to 10 days because we wanted to pack a punch. I hope you've had a, you had, you've had a chance to wind down from the summit. You've eaten all your chicken, your smoked hen, your curry goat. You've watched your TV. England's out of the World Cup. Crimea River. Amen. So no more excuses. Amen. So for 10 days, you're going to abstain from your usual level of food and drink to pursue. And we spent a whole year, two, three years teaching about certain things, including the cadence of spiritual encounter, about the fact that certain times of the day, right, and days of the month are specifically pregnant with spiritual activity. Well, this journey was designed when we shortened it from 21 to 10. We took the last 10 to coincide with a window of spiritual encounter. Also, every single day, there are watches that I want you to pay attention to. Does that make sense? If you can, I want, for the next 10 days, I want you to do your best to be praying at least an hour in every watch of the day. For those of you who, to whom this is new, the Hebrew calendar divides the day into eight blocks of three-hour watches, starting from 6 p.m. at night, 6 to 9, 9 to 12, 12 to 3, 3 to 6, 6 to, uh, 3 to 6, 6 to 9, 9 to 12, and again and again, right? At least one hour in as many of them as you can. Does that make sense? 
it means you pray at six, you come back again. Maybe you, maybe you pray at six and you come back and you pray at 10 or 11. Then you go to sleep, try and wake up at least by four or five, amen. Put in as many shifts as possible. Why? There will be traffic in the heavens. You're looking at me funny. There will be traffic in the heavens. Let me repeat. I said there will. I'm not, I'm not hoping. I'm not, I'm not predicting. I'm informing you of information from, from above. There will be traffic in the heavens. And it's your job to be on post or at your post to download. Secondly, watch your dreams. Someone say dreams. Watch your dreams very carefully. Because some of you will have what we call visions of the night, not dreams. You will have real encounters that look like a dream. The difference between a vision and a dream is whether or not you interact with an entity or entities. Dreams give you information. Visions give you interactions. Does that make sense? So when Joseph sees ten, seven cows eating seven cows, that's a dream. Does that make sense? When Abraham encounters a light walking through the animals, talking to him, that's a vision. They both happened at night. They were both asleep. But one's a dream, one's a vision. Dreams give information. Visions give interaction. In essence, when you see a dream, all you can do is take the information on board. But when you are when you're privileged, Tony, to enter a vision, you have the agency of your will. Hello. No, we can beat the code. We can do this together. Let me try one more time. You have the agency of your will. It means there are things you can do and say in a vision that change the trajectory of life and occurrences. And the key to being ready and able to make those interactions is to go into said visions on a spiritual high. Amen. I'll give you an example. Remember my brother said at the summit, Reverend Austin, about how he had a dream. That in the dream, his dead father appeared. And was it slapped him or what was it? Hit him or some way. Now, first of all, pardon? Beat him with what? Anyway, inflicted some physical damage. Okay. Listen. Now, first of all, if you've ever had a dream where a loved one has appeared to you in your dream and done something negative, that's not a loved one. That's a demon. If a dead person appears in your dream, listen, on very narrow occasions, it could be God trying to say something to you or do something to you for you through the face of someone you have a positive relationship with does that make sense for instance if there's a dead saint that you 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 look up to or who represents a certain kind of mantle god can use that but most of the time that's a demon especially if he does something negative now the man said he woke up and said god can i go back and went back to sleep and picked up exactly where he left off. Let me tell you, that does not happen if you're spiritually depleted. Wow. Does that make sense? It takes a certain level of spiritual energy 
to be able to do that. And in the dream, he says, the man came back and he said, I know you're not my father. And he took out his belt. Listen, if you've ever had a dream, quote unquote, where someone is chasing you, that's a vision. Are you aware you can turn around and say, I will do the chasing? But if you show up, see, what you see in those realms is indicative of your spiritual condition. If you are depleted and dry and low in the spirit, you will lack the spiritual energy. Can I get a witness? And so we have 10 days for spiritual transactions. You want to make sure you are on form. Somebody say on form. Look at anybody say on form. All right, to get your Bibles out this afternoon, we're going to talk about fasting a little bit, and then we are going to pray. And then we can see where we are with this cold. My water is already frozen. God deliver us from the cold. Amen. Isaiah chapter 58. Somebody say Isaiah. I. Sire. Isaiah 58, if you're there, say I'm there. If you're not there, say I'm too cold. If you're there, say I'm there. If you're not there, say I'm getting warm. In the words of my brother, Dr. Alex, he would say many are cold and few are frozen. Those of you who wonder why we're joking about this around the world, in, in Harlow this morning, it was minus four. I bought some coffee two nights, two days ago, and I forgot in the car and drank. It was better than it would have been in my fridge. Literally, the temperature in the car was actually lower than it would have been in my fridge. The coffee was perfectly fine. Isaiah 58. Cry aloud, spare not. Lift up your voice like a trumpet. Tell my people their transgressions and the house of Jacob their sins. Verse 2. Yet they seek me daily and delight to know my ways as a nation that did righteousness and did not forsake the ordinance of their God. They ask of me the ordinances of justice. They take delight in approaching God. Verse 3. Someone say verse 3. Somebody say verse 3. Why have we fasted, they say, and you have not seen? Why have we, just take this up just a tiny bit for me more. Why have we afflicted our souls and you take no notice? In fact, in the day of your fast, you find pleasure and exploit all your laborers. Indeed, you fast for strife and debate and to strike with the fist of wickedness. You will not fast as you do this day to make your voice heard on high. Verse 5. Is it a fast that I... No, no, no. I want to read this from the King James. Where is my King James? Okay, let's, let's keep going. Is this a fast that I have chosen? This is the New King James. A day for a man to afflict his soul, to bow down his head like a bulrush, to spread out sackcloth and ashes. Would you call this a fast? And an acceptable date to the Lord. Verse 6. Is this not the fast that I have chosen? Colon. 
to lose the bonds of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, to let the oppressed grow free, and that you break every yoke? Is it not to share your bread with the hungry and that you bring to your house the poor who are cast out and when you see the naked that you cover him? And not hide yourself from your own flesh. High, low, middle up a little bit more. Then your light shall break forth. Someone say your light. Someone say your light. Someone say your light. Your light shall break forth like the morning. Your healing shall spring forth speedily. And your righteousness shall go before you. The glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. Verse 9, listen, then you shall call and the Lord shall do what? The Lord shall do what? The Lord shall do what? Answer, you shall cry and he will say, here I am. I want you to lend me your ears very uh, attentively for the next few moments. I want you to be very, very attentive to what you're about to hear. Have you ever wondered why the word fasting has anything to do with food? If you were going to use a word to describe not eating, from the English language, would you choose the word fasting? It, it, it doesn't seem to make sense, does it? Talk to me, somebody. If, if you were to linguistically, semantically construct a word to, de to, to describe the abstinence from nutrition, fasting is not the word that most people would come up with. So the question becomes, how did this word find its way into our language? The word in Hebrew is the word sum. It's spelled S-O-M, pronounced T-S-O-M-E, sum, right? And when I checked the Strong's Concordance, it simply said fasting. Okay, so I drilled deeper. Its root word is sum, S-U-M. And that means to abstain from food. Somebody say abstain from food. And so I understood immediately that the choice of the word fast was not quote and unquote a linguistic choice. If you understand Hebrew, you know, like I've said several times, that while Greek is Greek is explanatory, it's a Western language. Hebrew, like most Eastern languages, is demonstrative. For instance, the word for anger in Greek describes your emotions. The word for anger in Hebrew 
actually describes your facial expression. Are you aware? Because the languages are very bespoke. It is no accident that these are the two languages chosen by God to write the Old and New Testament. Because the New Testament is an explanation of the descriptions or of, yes, an explanation of the descriptions of the Old Testament. Does that make sense? If you read the New Testament without understanding the Old, you'll miss it. God first showed you what he was talking about, then he came back to explain it. He showed you a tabernacle, then he explained Christ. Does that make sense? He showed you a brazen serpent on a pole, then he explained the cross. It's no accident that the language used for the descriptive part of the Bible is Hebrew. Shadows and types and metaphors. And then the language for the explanatory part, the, the substance, is Greek. The reason for the use of the word fast, listen, is that in the context of Hebrew, they understood abstaining from food as an accelerator. In essence, it was common knowledge that when you wanted to accelerate something of a spiritual dimension, the gateway was hunger. Talk to me, somebody. The word fast, it was, it, it, it was borrowed from the culture of the original language to understand that when a Hebrew, when an Israelite needed speed, needed intensity of operation on a spiritual matter, the go-to tool was fasting. And we see this all over the Bible. Every time in the Israelite nation, there was a personal or corporate calamity that required divine intervention quickly. Almost without exception, the response was what? Was a fast. Someone say a fast. Somebody say a fast. In Matthew chapter 6, Jesus is given part of his famous Sermon on the Mount. And there's three things he refers to. I'm, because of time, I'm not going to read there, but go to Matthew chapter 6, you see it. As when you. Yes. He doesn't say if, he says when. Yeah. He says when you give, yeah. when you pray, and when you fast. Hear me by the Spirit. I'm going to try and weave a lot of the stuff we dealt with and it is written into today's message. But in a practical way. Being a Sunday. This spirit that we worship, that we proskineo, and these other spirits that we interact with in the unseen realm, listen, they don't speak English. Or French. Or Shona. Or Indebele. Pastor Liz, what do you guys speak in Uganda? Other than Swahili? Luganda. They don't speak any of those languages. Spirits speak a specific 
grammatical cadence. I've explained this before. They speak and are spoken to by sightings, impressions. Are you listening to me, somebody? Knowings, but especially by actions. The language, the, the, the loudest language of the spirit realm is actions. Thank you, ma'am. Marry somebody who even when it's cold talks and you preach. Hear me, hear me. The loudest language in the spirit realm is the language of activity. And the Bible is, it, see, you, you need to be blind to miss it. That when a man wants to talk to a spirit or send a message to a spirit, the loudest way to get it across is to engage in certain activities. And this is true across all spiritual spectrums. Listen, listen, look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me. One of these days, I'm going to trust God for a practicing warlock. Yes, a practicing witch or warlock. Does that make sense? To walk into this studio, wherever we are, right? And come under the influence of the Holy Ghost. I'm going to trust God to arrest. Now, I've, I've, I've dealt with some of them who have come to me in private, you know, and you, when somebody comes in private, you can't violate their, their repentance and their confidence. But I'm trusting God for somebody to come in wanting to do damage and to be arrested by God, right? And I will give that person the microphone on camera and you will, you, I will ask that person questions under the influence of the spirit for you to hear how the demonic realm works. You will be shocked that there is nothing that that realm operates by, you cannot find a corollary in the Bible. That's why the Bible says that the children of this world are wiser in their generation than the children of light because we are the only ones who look at 66 books, pull out one sentence and build our entire life on that sentence. We're the only ones who believe that Jesus has done it and that's it. And therefore, there is no personal responsibility. There, there are no rules, no cadences, no principles, nothing to engage. We, we are the only ones who have been hoodwinked, bamboozled to believe that we can just take by court and unquote faith an entire constitution. A constitution that includes the statement that faith without works is dead. So let me spend five minutes explaining that fallacy. When the Bible says salvation is by faith, listen, and not by works, unless any man should boast, it is saying nothing you can do will cause regeneration. Nothing you can do can buy salvation. Listen, nothing you can do can make you right before God. Nothing you can do can construct your own Calvary. Amen? Amen. The same Bible then says work out that salvation. In essence, our, our behaviors don't buy it. 
But having correctly bought it, it must be worked out by our behavior. Are you aware that per capita, someone say per capita, meaning as a ratio of the space, there are more instructions in the New Testament than the Old. The Old Testament is far longer. But if you divided it, if you, okay, pro rata, let's use the word pro rata, right? Meaning, if you, if you, if you, the ratio of instructions to the rest of words in the New Testament is actually higher than the Old Testament. Talk to me, somebody. When you fast, when, when, and you'll also notice if you go to uh, Matthew 6, that that statement on fasting was not preempted by a question. Jesus just volunteered it. He, he wasn't asked. Now, does any believer believe that praying is Old Testament? Lift up your hands. Let's lay hands on you. So we all agree that there is a place of prayer in the New Testament. Does any believer believe that giving Okay, some people are, but does any believer with a brain believe that giving is in the Old Testament alone? Okay. So why have we confined this one? The third one. Someone say fasting. Someone say fasting. Someone say fasting. Luke chapter 5. Let's come there real quick. Luke chapter 5. Is the internet cold? <laughs> Luke chapter 5. Verse 33. Listen, and they said unto him, why do the disciples of John fast often? Someone say often. Someone say often. Why do the disciples of who? John. Who was John? The burning and the shining light. The one who came in the spirit of Elijah to make a way for the Lord. Are you aware that John's name means grace? Jehovah is gracious. John is a prototype of the last day church. And the Bible is his disciples. Someone say disciples. disciples. Not his followers. Mm. Means the people whose lives he influenced significantly. Are you hearing me, somebody? Yeah. The people who were around him, who observed him, whose thinking patterns he influenced, right? Yeah. The Bible says they fasted 
often. Someone say often. Someone say often. In essence, you can deduce that John fasted often. The guy who we pattern last day ministry after was a faster. Someone say a faster. Often. And if you look at that word often in the Greek, I don't have time, you will see that it means with regularity. Listen, in essence, it was normal to John to fast. It, it, John didn't fast at, at special occasions. It was he, he, his life, his regular cadence of activity was fasting. He then says, and make prayers. Unfortunately, it also says, likewise, the disciples of the Pharisees. There is then a semicolon, but yours, Jesus, eat and drink. See, I have not heard one person ever in my life explain what God showed me about this recently. Could we have missed the message of this verse for a generation? Because of course we know the next statement is, Jesus then says, you know, well, you can't, you can't fast when the bridegroom is here, but when he goes, you get it, Pastor Liz, but when he goes, we will fast. But, but you've, if, you don't, if you don't focus on the first side of the semicolon, you miss what God is really trying to say. So the, the, the disciples or the, the, the people of Israel say, we've noticed something. That there are two ways to fast. They're saying there's two types of people who we see fasting often. John's disciples are regularly fasting. However, the Pharisees' disciples are also. In essence, they were asking Jesus a question within the question. The real question was not why do your disciples eat or drink? Listen, they were saying, help me, Holy Spirit. Ooh, give me, give me utterance, Lord. Help me, help me, help me. The question was, why do John's disciples fast? And Pharisee's disciples fast too, but yours don't. They were saying, where do you fit? Where in this dichotomy of legitimacy, because these were the two spiritual institutions of the day. The Pharisees and the Sahendrin were the quote unquote Orthodox church of their day, right? The, the mainline denominations. And then John came like the Pentecostal and charismatic movement you know, and said, we are the ones that God is moving. And Jesus was asked, why aren't you a part of this dichotomy? Where do you stand? In a sense, why aren't you like John? Or why aren't you like the Pharisees? Now, let's pause for a second there. Uh, this tells me something very worrying. It means that you can be a faster and a Pharisee. 
So for those of us who, who live fasted lives, this slapped me. Because I had to ask myself, Pastor Tosin, am I John or Nicodemus? I want to repeat, on the outside, there was no difference with regards to fasting and praying between a disciple of the Sanhedrin and a disciple of John. When you lead a house that has three or four prayer meetings a day and you see a verse like this, you need to fall back. And say, Lord, when heaven looks at us, do they see John or Nicodemus? Nicodemus is the name of the only Pharisee in the Bible, I think, that was mentioned. Was Joseph, was Joseph Arimathea a Pharisee? I don't think he was. So Nicodemus is the only one whose name, whose name we have. And what is the difference between John and the Pharisees? It is that one came to prepare the way for the Lord and the other one came to oppose the way of the Lord. It is that John's entire message, not entire, but a huge chunk of his message and assignment was in opposition and enmity to the culture of the Pharisees. It is that Jesus' entire ministry, the bane, the thorn in his flesh, even up till his death, was planned and executed by the Pharisees. And both of them, Tony, fasted often. If fasting is an accelerator, what are you accelerating? Yanahadi. If fasting is an amplifier, what are you amplifying? I'll come back there in a second. I'm trying to be quick today. Jesus then answers and says, Can you make the children of the bride chamber fast? Someone say children. children. The question then becomes, what does that phrase mean? Someone say, what do you mean by that? Okay, I'm glad you asked. Thank you, sir. Oh, God bless you. Thank you. Oh, yeah, I need it. Trust me. Thank you so much. Oh, yeah. Pali Kuman Sheke Palatia. So let's mm, let's go look at that phrase in the Hebrew, shall we? Luke chapter five. Let's go look at that phrase in the Hebrew. Someone say the children of the bride chamber. Now, first of all, let's see what the word bride chamber means. 
Oh, yes. It's the word nymphon. Someone say nymphon. Now, if you understand anything, some of you are smiling, right? If you know anything about medieval languages and, and, and legend and myth, the word nymph should catch your attention. Yeah. If you understand classical Greek mythology, the word nymph, right? Okay. Now, it literally means the bed in which, or the room in which a marriage is consummated. And because there's children in the room, I'll leave you there. Does that make sense? It literally means your honeymoon room. Um, I, I think I can leave you there, right? Do I need to be any more graphic? Okay, cool. So, the place where business happens. Right? Now, it is the, it's the classical, it's the, what's the word I'm looking for now? It's the mainstream interpretation to talk about this being the place where the friends of the bridegroom or the bride gather. That's what the word children means. Well, let's look at that for what children. So remember, nymphon means what? Honeymoon bed, or honeymoon room, right? Okay. Let's look at the word children. Right? It's the word huios. Well, technically it's translated huios. I know we, we all grew up in hearing that huios, including, including me, until a few years ago when I started studying Greek and Hebrew more classically. It's actually pronounced huios. Now, this is the same word used for as many as are led by the spirits of God and the sons of God. It means mature. Mature son, someone say mature son. mature son. It also means representation of the father. So this is not just a child per se. This is a person who is an emblem or an attorney or an agent. Someone say agent. agent. So you put the two together, you have a very interesting cocktail. Huios mm. of the nymphon. Someone say huios of the nymphon. So there's only two possible, in my word, in my opinion, some people have others, but I, I think there's only two, there's only two interpretations that make sense. The first is a child born of the bride chamber that grows up and becomes mature. Would you agree? That if you say children of the bride chamber, it could mean a child that was conceived in that bride chamber when they become, in essence, I am now a huios of a bride chamber from decades ago. Does that make sense? Okay, some of you are, some of you are, testing me. Don't let me get more graphic. There's kids in the room. Talk to me. Talk to me, right? Okay, so most of us today are huioses of particular chambers. In essence, somebody that was conceived there who has now grown up to become mature. The second interpretation is, this is a person who has been given the right by either the bride or the groom to do something for them in that bride chamber. In essence, somebody who's responsible for setting it up, for spreading the rose petals, putting the, the non-alcoholic champagne in the bottle, you get the point. Making sure, you, you get it. So, now, I am inclined to go with option two. 
because of what comes next. But even if you believe it's option one, the next point I'm about to make is still valid. This is either somebody who was conceived there, right? Or somebody who, is, who as a wheels, in essence, a friend or an agent has been assigned to administrate or look after it. The, B, the Airbnb agent, you get the point, right? The housekeeper, okay. Jesus then says, whatever this wheels of the nymphon is, right, let's go back there, Luke chapter three. If we could put it on the screen, that'd be great. Whatever this child or children of the bride chamber is, it says they should not be fasting while the bridegroom is with them. Notice it doesn't say what the bride. Someone say groom. In essence, there are seasons where fasting is not required. And according to this scripture, you can discern them because someone said the bridegroom. Who is the bridegroom? And what is his relationship to the children of the bride chamber? Are they his offspring that he conceived there? Or are they friends or agents, servants, representatives who've been assigned to prepare that bride chamber? Of course we know who the bridegroom is here, right? Who's he? Jesus. Who's his bride? The church, not us. It's a very technical question. You are not Jesus' bride. The body of you can be a part of her, but none of us is Jesus' bride. So when I see people sitting down and you know candlelight dinners and saying, I'm 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 on a date with Jesus. Uh, well, if it helps you, fine, but technically it ain't correct. Oh yeah. Oh, you don't know. Ah. <laughs> hey. It's a crazy world we live in these days. Yeah, people date Jesus, yeah. Yeah. Some of them go further, but I'll leave you there. In church. And some people preach it. It's 2020, 2023, technically, y'all. Y'all need to be careful. There's crazy stuff out there. Are you aware that Jesus is not married yet? That Jesus is technically single? This is something majority of the body of Christ forgets. That the church is betrothed to him. We are engaged to him. And according to Hebrew custom, that's as good as married. But the marriage has not been consummated. In essence, listen, remember that scripture that says that if a man you know, gets divorced from a, from a wife of his youth for anything other than fornication, you know, now that word there is not talking about two people get married and one of them goes and does some stuff. It's the same word used, listen, same phrase used, put in a way, for what Joseph was going to do to Mary. It means having gone through an engagement, you've, to get engaged in Hebrew culture, you signed something. Are you aware? Um, I got, <laughs> uh, for those of you who think that Casey is a bit too, too strict with some things, you know, we're not strict at all. Some people were laughing this recently and told me they understand that, you know, we're not strict at all. I have a certain spiritual child who somebody is interested in. 
ain't telling you. You may not even know the person. I've got children all around the world. Now this child of mine uh, is, is uh, you don't even know if they're, if they're female before you're laughing. I'm saying somebody's interested in. It works the other way. They too are interested in the person. I'm just using that to whatever. And this other party's church made contact with me. Right? And I was like, hold up. This feels like an arranged marriage here. I mean, can we allow these young people figure out stuff, some level of stuff on their own? <clears throat> but it reminded me of the Hebrew culture. That's how they did it. You actually signed stuff. And from that point, your only out was that you caught your betrothed getting jiggy with it, with someone else. From that point, the only way out of that arrangement was you proved that that person you were betrothed to wasn't faithful to you from engagement. Listen, not before, from engagement till marriage. Whatever they did before engagement, was that was your business. If you engage, you engage, you're engaged. You had to prove with evidence, listen, that from the moment of the engagement to the moment of the marriage, this other person was unfaithful. Listen, and if you lied, and you were caught to have been lying about the person, you were stoned. So if you, if you tried to besmirch this woman's character to get out of it, and it was proven that it was a lie, they would stone you. Now, listen, I've heard people say, well, so that means God is talking about divorce, he's talking about pre-engagement, not married. That's stupid, that's dense. This is the how much more principle. In essence, if that's how God treats an engagement, how much more value does he have on a marriage? But the point I'm making is this. We are engaged. And like every bridegroom in Hebrew culture, the Bible says he would come. He would contract the arrangement. Listen, he'd come his friends he would go back to prepare a place someone say a place someone say a place and then he would return unannounced and the only notice that the bride would have of his coming was that it would be told her when he is at the gate of the city the news would filter back to her. And when he came back, listen, he would also come back with his friends. But there would be a couple, well, I don't know how many, but a few, Tony, who would be left behind and their job was to get that woman ready for the man she was going to marry. He could be from a different tribe, a different country. Their job was to indoctrinate her in the manner of her groom. 
Are you listening to me, somebody? Their job was to prepare. Part of that job was to prepare said bridal chamber. And the Bible says, listen, while they're together, there should be no fasting. Of course, the metaphor of the children of the bride chamber I'm talking about here is the Holy Spirit. While they're together, there should be no fasting. He says, but when they are separated, someone say separated. It says, and then shall they fast in those days. What days? When the bridegroom shall be taken away from them. So on some level, he's talking about his disciples and saying, I'm not going to be here forever. In a sense, you don't need to, they don't need to fast now because I'm here. What does that tell you about the purpose of fasting? If Jesus is saying it's not necessary because he was there. If something is unnecessary when, for example, if I say this bottle is here, so I don't need to do something. I then say, but when the bottle is removed, I will need to do the thing. What does that tell you about the purpose of the thing? It, it could be to bring the bottle. What else? It could be tied to the present of the bottle. Yes, there's one more I'm looking for. It could be there's something this bottle is accomplishing by its presence. Right? Give me an example. If, if you were to put a fan here, there's a piece of tissue, and I said, well, the bottle's on the tissue, so you don't need to hold the paper down. If I took the bottle up and then something started to blow, like this, right, you see it's moving now, I then say, okay, but now that the, thing, the bottle's been removed, I now need to hold the tissue down. It means there's something the bottle was accomplishing by its presence, that now that the bottle is gone, only fasting can do. Does that make sense? It means that there is, there is, there is a, a component of Jesus's ministry, a component of Jesus's effect, right? That only fasting can, in essence, there is something fasting can do that approximates the literal, are you listening to me? The literal presence and activity of Christ. Let me repeat. It means there is a dimension of what will be accomplished by the literal presence and activity of Christ himself that now that he is physically not with us, only fasting can duplicate. Are you with me, somebody? Secondly, it tells me that fasting is the prescription in between engagement and marriage. I repeat, fasting is the prescription in the spirit realm 
between engagement and marriage, and I'm not talking about you going down the aisle with your boo or your bae. When the bridegroom is there, they don't need to fast. When he leaves to return, then they must fast. In essence, God is giving us a universal principle that goes beyond just the second coming of Christ. That between the first advent, everything in scripture happens twice. We dealt with this already, right? Everything, the things that are unseen or things that are seen, the Bible says are seen by the things that don't appear. Everything God accomplishes has a first and a second advent. He spoke man into being, he crafted man from his hands. Are you hearing me, somebody? He promised Abraham, he gave him a promise, and then at Genesis 24, when he lifted up Isaac on that altar, he ratified. Does that make sense? Jesus came the first time to, for the engagement. He's coming back the second time for the marriage. In essence, listen, fasting is the spiritual prescription, Amanda, in between God's instigating anything and his culmination of the thing. When God is instigating something, he, see, okay, oh, help me, how much time do I have? Can I get some keys? Can I get some keys? I can do this in 10 minutes. This is how I, 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 Bible, personal life, dealing with the Asians, I've come to the conclusion this is how God works. When God has something to accomplish, there is usually a first advent, an interim period, and a second advent. Both advents, Tony, are characterized by extreme activity. Remember Isaiah 50, 50, no, Isaiah 58. He says, you shall call now, say, there I am. God's advent, heaven's advent, are characterized by the presence of a member of the Godhead themselves. Not a dormant presence, an active presence. In essence, a member of the Godhead is throwing their weight about. There is unquestioned activity that can only be attributed to one or more members of the Godhead. Does that make sense? In essence, God is here. God is active. God is moving. God is doing something. And there's no question about it. Bible says that's not the time for fasting. There are seasons of your life where heaven takes the lead. Where you can eat all you want, drink all you want, or non-alcoholic, of course. You know, you can just live, you can jaye jaye, like they say where I come from. Pastor said, you can jaye, you can drink all the super malt you want. Uh-huh. Because in that moment, God is instigating something. See, this is the beauty of understanding how God works. It saves you losing your hair. No amount of activity on your part can instigate something God has not designed to instigate. You can fast all you want. Ajoke is my wife. She can't be anybody else's. You can pray. You can fast. You can go to a sangoma. He would die. You will almost die too. The reason why you won't die is so that you can come back and apologize to me. So, what, see, uh, jokes apart. What God has not decided to instigate it's a waste of time and and the nonsense in the modern day church that says you know what eh, we're going to eh, whatever you can conceive see these are good for coaching but but let, let's let's bring some balance in the kingdom does that make sense so in the kingdom whatever god has revealed that you can conceive 
that you can achieve but if god has not revealed it if it is not god's will you will see you will have spiritual fibroids trying to conceive it you'll have an ectopic pregnancy in the spirit it is not our job and i see many christians do this can i move around a little bit please we we see something we would like and, and, and can, I, can I share a secret with you, Christians? Some of the worst culprits in this are ministers. We see something we would like. Oh, that's nice. <coughs> so what Reverend Austin is doing. In fact, we, too, we need to do it. Say. Meh. And then we then see, or we just wake up and say, you know what? London needs to be saved. True. But is God sending you? What if God sent you to Birmingham, sir? No. London. London. I want to land on London. London will land on you. And then we then prescribe 40 days because we have been deceived that by our much hunger and speaking, we can arm twist God. Hey, <laughs> you know all that will happen? Your fasting will help somebody whose destiny London is accomplish it. Some other guy down the road will just be seeing breakthrough while you are hungry. God will wait. Oh no, I've, I've, I've learned the hard way. God, God, is, God is a sharp guy. God is a sharp guy. See, your God, this is my husband. I pray for you. See, some other woman will enjoy him. Hey, all the money you call into his life. All the yokes you break, God, God will answer your prayer. But if that is not, I'm trying to save people from witchcraft here. You cannot instigate a marriage God has not instigated. And I mean spiritual marriage now, but it applies physically too. It is the bridegroom's prerequisite. It's a bridegroom's prerogative to instigate that engagement then he goes and it is now your job to consummate it by fasting in essence we fast to bridge two seasons of divine activity we say lord you showed me by your instamara help me somebody you showed me by your English isn't my first word. Now I lost the word I was going to say. By your initiative, what you were doing. You were in a club. You were dropping it, whether or not it was hot. You are just doing your life. And then God found you. Right? You didn't find him. You didn't plan it. Right? You stumbled into a church someday. Many of you just stumbled into kingdom culture because a friend dragged you. And now your life is upside down in a good way. That's good. God is saying, that's my activity. Then it begins to show you a future. I'm coming back. Or you won't just be praying and fasting forever. You do this, you do that. You run nations. 
you do this, you do that, right? You, you, you rule for me. In the, in, it, it gives you your future. Ministry, secular, whatever it is. Good. Now that he's shown... So he instigated the marriage. And he's coming back to consummate it. Meaning when he comes back... See, I wish I had time. I would show you that the phrase, your light has come, is talking about a person, not just a rising. It means he has come back. The Bible said, when Christ, who is your light, finished the blanks, right? He, so in essence, he started something. He has come back to finish it. In between, the Bible says, you should fast. So this now, let's go back to where I started from. This now explains the difference between the disciples of John and the disciples of the Pharisees. Because hear me, the Pharisees have had a bad name. They're not, the, you see, many of you don't understand who these guys were. Yeah, Christians, I'm just manifesting things that, <laughs> anyway, let me leave it. Let me leave. I was going to crack a dad joke. Are you aware that to be a Pharisee in the days of Jesus, you had to be able to recite from memory the Torah, any part of the Torah you were asked for? You had to cram the entire Torah. Are you listening to me? Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. The Bible says, in the story of the Pharisee and the publican, that the Pharisee told God, I'm glad I'm not like this sinner. Then he gives his CV. He fasts twice a week, minimum. Look at your neighbor and say, are you as good as a Pharisee? He prays, he gives alms to the poor. When Jesus says, accept your righteousness, listen, he didn't say, unless your righteousness is different. He says, exceed. Someone say exceeds. Meaning he was giving some credence to their consecration levels. The reason they killed Jesus was not just because they were jealous. Read your Bible. They were offended for God. They actually thought he was a blasphemer. And they thought what he was doing would put them in trouble with the Roman government. Caiaphas said one man has to die for the entire nation to be, pre to be preserved. Are you listening to me, somebody? Jesus said the time will come when those who kill you will think they do God justice. These weren't wicked people per se. These were people who missed the real thing. For many of them, I mean, Nicodemus was a Pharisee. If I'm not mistaken, I think Joseph of Arimathea might have been a Pharisee too. Sahendrin, yes. So Sahendrin was made up of Pharisees and Sadducees. So I'm trying to explain that these are not unbelievers. This was the difference. Remember what fasting is supposed to do, like I just told you? It's supposed to be the bridge. It's supposed to be your way. The Bible says the spirit and the bride say come. When you fast, you are accelerating. That's what, what I said it from. Fasting means you're saying, let this come quickly. So come quickly, Lord Jesus. That makes sense? So when you fast, you're telling God, whatever it is I'm engaging in this fasting for, I want to accelerate divine activity. So the difference between the Pharisees and John was this. John understood that his job was to prepare a way for the Lord. So when John was fasting and his disciples were fasting, it was to accelerate the manifestation of Jesus. 
the Pharisees were doing it religiously because their God was an idea. Does that make sense? One person was actively conscious of the entity for whom his spiritual activity was designed to open the door for. The other person looked at Jesus and tried to kill him. You know, people who killed Jesus were praying for the Messiah while they killed him. Think about that. They, 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 he was there with them every day. They're busy arguing with him. They were offended that he said, Then eventually one day they said, okay, maybe he is the Messiah. Okay, are you the Messiah? Then he now spotted, he says, I'm actually the son of God. They said, no, 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 this one is too much. I mean, like I told you, remember I told you, doing it is written, son of God to the, to the Hebrews was a higher rank than the Messiah. And that's what God calls you now. But I digress. So what were they fasting for? Who were they fasting for? What were they fasting for? What could they possibly have been fasting for? Freedom from the Romans? For the Messiah they missed to come? But they were fasting. Let me close Isaiah 58. I may need to do a part two of this. By the way, um, we're back tomorrow at 7 p.m. I'm going to kick us off tomorrow by God's grace and then from Tuesday downwards, somebody else will be ministry now it is written. Can we put the flyer back on the screen for everybody to see? Don't miss it. Not it is written, sorry. The barnacle of Moses. I'm still... Let's go back to Isaiah 58. I think I'll continue this tomorrow. verse 8 says meaning when you fast okay so first of all in verse in verse 5 Isaiah asks the question or God asks the question through Isaiah is this such a fast as I have chosen meaning he's saying is this the kind so someone said there's a chosen fast someone said there's a chosen fast Fasting is not carte blanche. There are, in essence, listen to me, 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 listen to me. And I know this from experience because I've had the pain of talking to immortals who informed me that the last few weeks, at a certain point in my life, that the last few weeks of fasting I had just done then, they said, we didn't count that one. He said, as far as we're concerned, you didn't do anything. I said, eh? It's been like a month now. He said, said no, it's not, it's not our fast. Said, That's your, it's good for your diet. It's good for your, for your figure. Amen. You see, fast, you know, fasting has some practical benefits. Hear, hear me. Look at me. Look at me. I'm living proof. Fasting will do you good. It, it's actually good for you. It will, to, you know, to move some things from some places. Let's just leave you there. But spiritually, there's a chosen, meaning, listen, don't say chosen fast. I'm trying to be quick. It means that in each circumstance between first advent and second advent there are requirements for the bridge 
And it says, your fast and my fast may be different. And your fast in January, your fast in May. So there is a prescription that heaven has chosen. And it will always be to afflict your soul. Whatever it is, will or should be a punishment to your humanistic nefesh. Something should cry. More on that tomorrow. But it then goes on to talk about the things that are not in that fast. In essence, all these things you're doing because I'm not interested. In verse, then he then talks about some of the things that he wants to see. In verse 8, he then says, Then shall your light break forth as the morning, and your health shall spring forth speedily, and your righteousness shall go before you. Colon, semicolon, the glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. Then you will call and the Lord will answer. You will cry and he will say, in essence, he won't answer from afar. His answer will be, I am here. He will return. Because if you do it correctly, the result of a fast is not a result. It is an advent. I got told Abraham, I'm your shield and your reward. We don't fast for God to do stuff. You fast for God to show up. Can I read? We don't fa- Now, of course, when he shows up, he might as well do some stuff, <laughs> right? Because since you're here, he might as well win this war for us. But we don't fast. It's not, it's not a magic bullet. It's not a gene in the bottle. Ah, I want a car of fat. No. We fast for God to show up. Listen, and he shows up, the Bible says, when our light comes. Does that make sense? When our righteousness goes before us. In simple English, as I close, stand with me. The end result of fasting is that it will fix you, not the thing. Having fixed you, you will be able to invoke a level of God that will fix the thing. This is why we call them consecration journeys. Someone say journeys. Because we are trying to arrive at a destination. So I want you to ask yourself, over these next 10 days, what destination am I supposed to arrive at? And I want you to get ready to make your journey. Open your mouth and begin to pray. For grace to take this journey these next 10 days. Come on, pray with me, somebody. That everything that would distract you, everything that would destroy your ability to focus, everything that will hold you back, everything that will be an impediment from doing business with heaven, that God would give you grace to remove and address. Come on, pray. Two minutes. La sunaila hati mahata. Kailo Mayandi That you wouldn't fast like a Pharisee this time. It wouldn't be a legalistic approach. That you'd be conscious of the advent you're trying to bridge. 
that you're a child of the bridegroom or the bride chamber you're an agent you're in essence your fasting is designed to prepare the environment that he will rest in when he returns your fasting is creating it's changing the linen washing the bathroom puffing the pillows when he comes he can find expression for his full agenda help us lord as a people we cry help us oh sovereign one help us oh great one thank you for these few weeks lord of dipped activity now we ask that you crank up the forge that the fires run hot till we are forged into your glory let everyone find you in ways that an eternity will not be enough to fully express let families and generations be set on fire for your will we give you praise we give you worship in the precious name of Jesus. Amen, amen, amen. Father, we just want to say thank you for your word. Thank you for the grace that you are bestowing upon us even now to fast and to fast correctly. I pray that you will give us the grace to get it right do a lasting work on the inside of us God as we go on this journey do a work in us oh God Lord that we will never be able to recover from a permanent work a permanent work we receive your grace can we just lift our hands to heaven and just say father I receive your grace I receive your grace to go on this journey and to fast correctly to seek you yes Lord pour out your grace upon us Pour out your grace upon us. We cannot do this in our own strength. We cannot do this in our own wisdom. We need you, God. We need your grace. We need your grace. Pour out your grace, God. Pour out your grace upon us, individually and corporately. Help us to get it right. Help us to be disciplined. Help us to be committed. Help us to be consistent. Help us to deny our flesh that we may arise in your spirit. Do a work in us, God. Thank you for your grace. In Jesus' name, amen. And Father, we just want to say thank you for Reverend Israel. Thank you for the word that has come forth through him with clarity with insight, with revelation. Father, we just pray even for more grace for him. We pray that even as, as he has poured out, that you will pour back into him. Even as he um, hosts this, the tabernacle of Moses, regardless of whether or not he's the one leading every single day, but even as he bears the burden spiritually, Father, I pray even for grace and strength for him in the name of Jesus. I pray that you will cover him I pray that you will hedge him round about with your fire. 
I pray that you will give your angels charge over him. Father, we cover him and his family in the blood. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Let's just put our hands together for God. Amen. 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 Just bear with us for uh, just a couple more minutes as we listen to the announcements, which should be coming up hey, on the screen now. Hey, good afternoon, Kingdom Culture. How are we all doing? This is Pastor Tunji, and I'm giving you the announcements for this week. So, we are kicking off this week with the Tabernacle of Moses starting tomorrow. You do not want to miss that. December the 12th. For 10 good days, we are going to be meeting every day from 7 p.m., praying together, fasting together, and listening to a word that is going to change your life, getting you ready for the new year. So make sure that you join us for the Tabernacle of Moses on Zoom as well. Okay, so please, the given details are in the description of this video. If you want to give, make sure you check it out and make sure that you name your giving and direction of whatever it is you want to give towards so you can support the um, kingdom builders and our mission work as well so god bless you for giving our prayer watches are as normal from monday all the way to friday make sure you join us for morning drops of glory from 6 30 a.m in the morning and in the afternoon from 12 noon the gap is on and then 7 p.m. for the altar. So don't miss it. Join us every single day as we pray. And then our crossover service. Whoa! Crossing over into the new year. Make sure that you join us on Saturday the 31st of December in London at the Embassy. Make sure that you come. Let's just pray together. Let's fellowship together and go into the new year together so this is the season of love of hope of joy let us fellowship let's love one another have a great christmas god bless you and see you soon bye for now, for now. amen amen thank you pastor tunji for those announcements if you have any questions at all if you need any further details regarding anything not spoken about the announcements then please get in contact with our operations team contact at kculture.org okay all right let's stand as we close the service i want you to go to somebody next to you or who you have not seen in the week or spoken to and share the grace with them okay with the grace of our lord jesus christ the love of god and the sweet fellowship of the holy spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely God's goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Have an amazing week, guys, and please keep warm. Okay. All right. God bless you.